Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can use photo filters to imagine what you would look like with bangs. But don't do it. Just imagine. Meditate. Notice your body. Feel your breath. Am I doing this right? Get lost in a Wikipedia spiral. How do flowers propagate? Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite groceries while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, this is Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. I want to welcome you to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. I'm so grateful and, and excited that you're joining me today from all over the world. And guess what? I believe that if you are listening to this show today, that really you have been attracted to the show by the Spirit of God, and you're going to receive the answers, the downloads, the insight, and the revelation that you you've been praying about. Well, it's a beautiful day here in the ATL. It is sunny. It is beautiful. Uh, and the holiday, uh, at least in the U.S., Thanksgiving is coming up on us, and we are just radically grateful. And I'm just going to get right to it today. Uh, my very special guest is Jen Stevens, and she's going to be talking about intermittent fasting. You know, Jen released 70 pounds and has kept it off, and she is like a a social media global uh, expert in uh, the area of intermittent fasting. But first of all, I have someone that I want her to share, share her story about her experience in one of my virtual coaching seminars as I'm having my last coaching success seminar on December the 12th and the 13th. And I wanted you to hear it from somebody else uh, so that you can get a feel for what it was like for them. I have Miss Sherry here. How you doing, Sherry? Hi, Constance. I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. So uh, thank you so much for sharing your experience. So tell listeners all over the world, just what was your experience like attending one of my virtual seminars earlier this year? It was magnificent. Magnificent. It was everything that I expected it to be and more. Uh, you know, when I first heard you mention it, it it resonated with me and I was like, I got to be in there. And with uh, COVID going on and the pandemic, I thought this is the perfect time I can jump in and I don't have to figure out travel right now. And, you know, you kept the group small, you interacted with us, you gave us space to ask our own questions. It, it was amazing. So what did you think about me sending you your assignment or the pre-seminar worksheets? How did you like that? 
I loved it because it helped me to be clear about what the focus was going to be when we did get online together. It helped me to also have some material planned so that when we got into our discussions and the work that you had for us, I already had some momentum when I came into the group. Yeah. What did you feel about the size of the group? I, I'm keeping it at 10 on December the 12th and 13th because I know intimacy matters and vulnerability uh, really is something that I want to really um, uh, to really expand and for people to experience in the group. What was that like for you? It was perfect. You know, um, the, the sides of the group allowed enough for us because we were all new to meeting you to not feel too overly exposed as a one-on-one can feel sometimes, mm -hmm. but also small enough and big enough at the same time that we had other peers in the group and we had enough time to really engage with you and each other. Yeah, and you could ask me any questions. <laughs> any questions, any questions. So true. And so what has your life been like after attending that virtual seminar? Just some of the things that have happened. Oh, man, so much has happened. Well, one, I started coaching with you, which I absolutely adored. Um, it has helped me tremendously. I relocated from Maryland to South Carolina. Um, I manifested my dream. I, I literally looked at where I live and I was like, this was on my vision board that I did in January and I hadn't even recognized it. My business has started to grow. So, you know, I'm getting to spend more time with my daughter, which was also something I wanted to manifest. And it's just awesome. It's, it's been amazing. So what would you say to somebody who's been who thinking about coming to my uh, December the 12th or 13th seminar? And by the way, y'all, it is pivot, get clear, and uh, create. And it's already half full. What would you say to somebody? $99 is such a small investment. A small investment. And I'm going to say this with, with deep sincerity. It is what you've been praying for. Because the thing about it is we're at the end of the year. Everybody's always coming up with, you know, resolutions. But not only are you going to be able to talk with an expert as yourself, right? I, I think you're the queen of law of attraction. Thank you. But you're also, you know, a counselor and you're able to work with Constance one to one in a small group, so to speak, one to one. Yeah. Um, and it, it's definitely what you're going to need to kick off your new year. It, it's going to be perfect. Thank you for that. Well, guys, uh, it's um, on December the 12th and the 13th. Thank you, Sherry, for that. Uh, I'm going to be teaching you how to pivot because you've got to pivot because you have a new lens. I'm going to be talking about how, what did you learn in 2020 about yourself? Uh, what is your new authentic self? What have you been settling for? You know, deep down in your soul and your spirit that God wants you to have more. And so from those new lens of, you know, you should be in a different relationship. You know, you should start that business. And I'm saying now it's no more footprint you know, going into brick and mortar, but it's fingerprints, people going online and purchasing your products, goods, and or services. So with that new lens, I'm going to help you really decide who you really are, uh, you know, what's your true authentic self now, and how to begin to create for 2021. It would be like me putting on my old glasses and trying to see 
that vision would not be clear. It would be blur. But when you understand what your new vision is, what your new lens are, you'll be able to move forward. I'm going to help you really deal with the blind spots that are in your life, help you to understand how you can shift and change your paradigms and really how to create your best life. You know, uh, Sherry, I've been saying this and everybody who's listening, all of the, the sad, void, lonely, and uncertain places in all of our lives, I'm going to share with you how those are the places for creativity. Those sad, empty, void, insecure, uncertain places are really places in you that God wants to use in order to be, uh, for you to be innovative and creative. So if you are ready for change, if you are saying 2021 is going to be my year. All of the businesses, Sherry, have already made their plans for 2021. They mm -hmm. ain't waiting till the new year. They are preparing now. And I, but God never wastes anything. So whatever has happened to all of us has really revealed who we really are. It, it has uncovered our true authentic selves and from that place you can really make some powerful moves uh, as I said at the beginning uh, half of my slots are already gone I only have 10 on Saturday and 10 on Sunday so check it out everybody fulfillingyourpurpose.com follow me on social media Instagram LOA constant the same with Twitter and then what am I Facebook coach with Constance so, guys, we're going to these quick commercials. Thank you so much, Sherry. And then I'm going to be right back with Jen Stevens. Stay tuned. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Everybody, I'm back and I'm uh, very excited about my guest today. My very special guest is Jen Stevens, and she's a wife, mother, retired teacher, and intermittent faster. She is the author of New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. She's also the author of Amazon's number one bestseller, Delay, Don't Deny. Uh, she came on at the beginning of the year before the pandemic hit, and we were talking about intermittent fasting. And here she is back, and boy, are we glad to see her. So, Jen Stevens, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, thank you for having me. I think this is my third time on your show. Third time, yep. and, and you came on at the beginning of the year to get I us did. going, and wow. 
We Do didn't we, know. We had no idea what 2020 was going to bring, did we? No, and here we are. So how have you been during the pandemic? And I know you've helped so many people during this time. What has that been like for you? Well, you know, it was surreal at first. You know, so many of us at the beginning, we were like, well, this will be over soon. You know, <laughs> we had a cruise scheduled in June. We're like, sure, it'll still be happening. Well, of course, we know how that turned out. And it, it's just, it's like nothing I've lived through, you, nothing you've lived through. We've never experienced this in, in our, our memories. So it's, it's you know, the, the new normal, as it were. Um, but early in the pandemic was stressful for me. And just like it was for everybody, you know, my husband was back home working from home. He's a college professor. So that was, um, that was different trying to teach labs <laughs> online <laughs> and they were just trying to get through and we didn't right. know what was happening and stress you know, I turned to a little more baking than normal, just like everybody did. And um, my windows got a little longer, but thank goodness to intermittent fasting kept me through it. I'm still wearing, wearing my same pants from before <laughs> the pandemic. Right. It kept me from gaining, you know, what are they calling it? The COVID-19, right? A lot of people went through weight gain and thank goodness for intermittent fasting. I believe it kept, kept me healthy throughout the pandemic and also, um, and kept me from from putting on the weight that has plagued so many people during this time. This, you know, stress is one of those things that, you know, stress causes us to gain weight. You know, it sends signals to our bodies to eat more. You know, so our appetite gets you know ramped up. It also, you know, slows us down so that we really do tend to put on weight just from stress, from the cortisol response. So even in the intermittent fasting community, some people struggled throughout the pandemic. But as we're, you know, getting getting used to this way of life, we're feeling more comfortable in our day-to-day -day activities. People are, you know, learning how to stay safe um, throughout the, the fall and winter coming up. Um, intermittent fasting is just a, a tool in the toolbox to help your immunity stay strong and to, to keep your weight stable. Right. It's so interesting because before we start recording, I said to you, I said, Jen, you are a healer because you are really sharing with people all over the world about how to build up their immune system with this great too. So just share with people in a very simplistic way. I know you've probably done this like 1000 times. What is intermittent fasting? And I can say that that's, that is a tool that I've used and uh, it really, like you, has really helped me. It, it really does. You know, intermittent fasting has so many health benefits. And uh, just um, almost a year ago, not quite a year ago, but in December of 2019, a wonderful um, review article came out in the New England Journal of Medicine, which is, you know, like the, the you know, the top medical journal right. for doctors. And um, it, it lists all the health benefits that we can expect from living an intermittent fasting lifestyle. The author of the study, Dr. Mark Matson, um, did a review of all the medical literature, all the journal articles out there. And it was thrilling to see that come out because those of us who have lived the lifestyle for a while, you know, we know how much better we feel. You know, we don't get sick as often as we used to. You know, you mentioned at the beginning when you introduced me, I was a teacher. I taught elementary school for 28 years. And every single year, I would be in the doctor's office wow. with something that required an antibiotic. I would get frequent ear infections at least once a year. I had ear infections. I would get strep throat. I would have sinus infections. I had terrible seasonal allergies, all of those things. And um, the last time I went to the doctor for illness 
was actually 2015. Wow. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I've never been sick. You know, I've had a cold, I've had the flu, I've had, I've had things just like everybody, but I have not had to go to the doctor for something you're looking for a prescription needing, you know, an antibiotic since 2015. And the last time I went, I was already doing intermittent fasting in 2015. And, um, I'd been doing it not quite a year at that point, and I was sick, and I thought I might have a sinus infection. I went, it actually was the flu, but I didn't feel bad enough for it to be the flu, and ever since then, like I said, I have not needed to go to the doctor for a prescription, which I think really speaks to the, the um, increased immunity with intermittent fasting because, as I said, every year prior to that, I was on an antibiotic at least once or twice a year, you know, catching an, you know, something that would turn into an infection and the, the allergies that were so bad. So, um, you know, are we saying that um, intermittent fasting can prevent anyone from catching COVID? No, <laughs> we're not making those claims. COVID is too new. But I did see a very interesting article um, a couple months ago that, that suggested that intermittent fasting may be a great preventative for COVID that specifically was in a medical journal, you know, hypothesizing that this would be a great, um, a great thing to study. So hopefully they will. You know, I, I believe that. So explain to listeners, because would you say that intermittent fasting is like a revolution? I don't know if that's too strong of a word or no, not. No, I think it is. I actually, um, a year ago, just over a year ago, or one, I can't remember. I, I was thinking it was the, the new year for this year, but one of the years, I like to make a new year's post on my, mm-hmm. my blog. And one of the years I made a post that um, about intermittent fasting being a health revolution, because I really believe that it's true. Um, so many of the, the modern illnesses that have just skyrocketed. I mean, we all could name people that have autoimmune diseases. Yeah. Could you do that 20 years ago? Nope. You know, we know, we know so many people who have type two diabetes again, 20 years ago. Did we, did we have people around us with all of these illnesses? No. And so something is letting us down in, in modern day. And it's really has to do with how we are living our lives. The health advice changed. You know, I can remember when, when I was growing up, I was born in 1969. So growing up in the seventies and in the eighties, we were still taught- a baby. Jen. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Hey, I'm officially postmenopausal, though. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about that. But um, you know, I can remember growing up. You know, we we didn't snack all day. We oh, we were given sure. breakfast. We had lunch. We had dinner. We didn't snack all day. We were not. You know, pe- there were not coffee shops on every corner with people carrying around their you know their mugs, their lattes, yeah. right? You know. We're like grown-ups with a sippy cup now all the time with our, our sweetened beverage. And I really think that um, the frequent snacking, the beverages that are sweetened, even, you know, the diet sodas, you know, people are constantly having, having something flavored or sweetened or food-like or food itself, you know, going in their mouths all the time. And so our bodies are not meant to be in the fed state like this all the time. It's not natural. You know, who do we know that is design or that eats all day, all night, all day and all night? Well, babies when they're growing. So eating frequently around the clock is something that is great for 
growing babies, Mm -hmm. people who are starting from scratch, you know, from a collection of cells to a new human. But for adults, we're not meant to eat and, and all, you know, all day long and all night long. But that's really what changed. You know, we got the frequent you know, the advice to breakfast is the most important meal of the so day. True. Have six small meals a day. You know, before we know it, they'll be advising us to wake up in the middle of the night and have, have an in the middle of the night snack or something. <laughs> you know, keep that metabolism growing. No, that's not what, what we need to do at all. Turns out that taking a pause from eating and digesting is good for us. That actually is what, you know, our immune system can focus on, you know, our bodies can focus on defending us against, you know, invaders, you know, the, the germs that are trying to get in and when we're not always digesting food. That is so good. So explain to people about the eating window, you know, and I love, um, Jen, how you, it took you some years to really get into the rhythm of what worked for you. And you don't have a quick fix, one pathway, this is how you got to do it. You very gently and compassionately teach people to discover what your window is. And that's what I did. I, I, I would stop. Okay, I'm going to eat at 10, 11. And I kept pushing it up just very gradually until my default time was at a certain time. So explain to people who might be saying, oh, my God, if I fast, I'm going to faint or something. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a saying, and I didn't make this saying up. I'm not okay. really sure where it originated. But the saying is, you know, diets are easy in contemplation, but hard in execution. Mm. Whereas fasting is hard in contemplation, but easy in execution. So breaking that, that statement down, you know, we've all started that diet. Intermittent fasting is not a diet. It, it's a pattern of eating. Diet is what you eat. Intermittent fasting is when you eat. But I'm talking about diets we've tried in the past where we were going to count calories, we were going to mm-hmm. cut out carbs or cut out fat or whatever diet you did in the past. You got excited, you made your plans, you threw out the bad food, you got the good food, you were ready, you were going to succeed, you were excited, and then you crashed and burned. We've all done that. Oh, boy. Yeah, we were going to change our lives with this new diet. So it seemed like something that was easy, but it wasn't. It got harder and harder the longer we did it until our bodies eventually rebelled. We may have ended up binging after that because that's what our bodies do when we um, overly restrict you know the science is very clear on that and I talk about it in my book fast feast repeat if you ever start feeling the urge to binge after dieting it's your body trying to keep you from dying your body doesn't want you to be overly restricted Um, but with intermittent fasting it seems like it's going to be so hard until you actually start doing it And, you know, I have in Fast Feast Repeat, the 28-day fast start, which is a way to to slowly let your body acclimate to fasting. What we find is it gets easier and easier as time goes on, which is the opposite of, you know, diets we did before. So it's it's the complete 180 from um, anything you've tried. You think it's going to be really hard. It sounds like it's going to be miserable. But then when your body adjusts, you realize, wow. And you, when you feel so good, you know that it's good for you. And, and it, it motivates you because you're like, let me see if I can go another 30 minutes. <gasps> and you're like, oh, okay, I can go another 30 minutes. Yes, exactly. Right. You realize hunger is not an emergency. You know, I remember mm. back in the day when, when I was frequently eating, you know, 
like like we were advised to do, I always had a snack in my purse. Just in so case. true. Right? And I would make plans like, when am I going to eat? What's going to be there? But now, you know, it's, it's I, I know that I'll be fine. When I eat, I'm going to eat something delicious. If my dinner plans got pushed back, uh, you know, 30 mm-hmm. minutes, an hour, I'll be okay. And when I do get to eat, it's going to feel great. And I'm going to eat until I'm satisfied. And That's going to be it. That's going to be well, it. Well, you know, I have a question. Um, okay. So how the fasting builds up our immune system, right? And so that really helps us to really and, get, and empowers us during pandemic times. Are there any other health benefits? I know oh, insulin so is a big deal. It really is. Insulin is huge. And I, when I was researching for Fast Feast Repeat, I came across a paper that I hadn't read before because um, I was researching the role of insulin, of course. And mm-hmm. um, uh, the paper ha- had in the title of it, Hyperinsulinemia. And if we break that word apart, you know, I was an elementary teacher after all. Mm-hmm. Hyper means too much. <laughs> Insulinemia, too much insulin. So if you have too much insulin, really high levels of insulin, it is linked to so many of our, our health conditions that are just skyrocketed these days. I didn't even realize how many until I read that paper. Hi, hyperinsulinemia, having chronically high levels of insulin, are not just related to being you know, overweight or obese, mm-hmm. related to metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, cancers, heart mm-hmm. disease, autoimmune diseases, you know, for me, I just feel like I had a lowered immune system in general. You know, everything that came my way, I, I caught it and found it and it made me sick. My body was so busy, um, you know, being in the constantly fed state that I couldn't fight off any, any kind of illness. They just all settled in. I was, I was sick all the time, like I said. So when you let your body rest from food, when your insulin levels go down, your body has time to focus on other things. You know, there's a process called autophagy that I talk about in okay. my book. Talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talk about some autophagy. Um, we had not heard about autophagy. And of course, I'm talking about the general population. I know the scientists had heard of it, that research it. But um, in 2016, the Nobel Prize in Medicine was awarded to a researcher who was researching autophagy, which is oh. our body's self-eating, it's self-eating system. Self, it's like our self-cleaning, like when you turn mm-hmm. on your self-cleaning oven and press the button and it just cleans it up, that's what our bodies are meant to do. Um, and that happens, it actually goes, it increases, it goes up, the processes increase during the fasted state. So while we are taking that break from digesting food, our bodies can say, hmm, well, what's hanging around? Oh, we got some junky cell parts here. Let's recycle those. Let's break them down. We can reuse these proteins for something else. That's amazing. It really is amazing. You know, you know, that's just amazing. You know, um, so you have, oh, is fasting the fountain of youth, you know? So are you saying that people don't have to get Botox? I'm just kidding. Not you. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny so- that you say that because <laughs> I was at the beach with some college friends um, a couple of weeks ago. We graduated 30 years ago mm-hmm. um, in 1990, and we were supposed to have our 30th college reunion this year, but, you know, COVID, nope. So mm-hmm. it was postponed for a year. But two of the girls, there were five of us there, but two of them I had not seen in 19 years. And one of them was talking about how she gets Botox. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I, I don't. And she's like, you look like you do. That is so <laughs> funny. I don't. 
So, so why is, is fasting the fountain of youth or does it re-energize? Talk about that. That's a great question. And really, um, one of the reasons it has to do with human growth hormone. Um, fasting has been linked to increased human growth hormone in our bodies. And you know, when is human growth hormone at the highest levels for us? Well, it's when we're growing, when we're young. And so when, when fasting increases our levels of human growth hormone naturally, that actually leads to increased bone density, which is thrilling for those mm-hmm. of us women who are of a certain age. You know, we want to keep our bone density high as we age, keep us strong, keep us from breaking those bones. You know, I had a great grandmother um, with osteoporosis. So keeping my bone density high is very important to me. Um, human growth hormone high levels also helps us to build muscle. And we know that as we age well, if you have, if you maintain your muscle mass, you're going to age better. So, so many things. Oh, that's so good. So, so for listeners all over the world and they're thinking about, I'm going, I'm going to start that lifestyle. What would be like some beginning steps for them? What should the mindset be? And what that. are some practical stuff they should do? Because a lot of people are like, man, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in one week because I looked on the internet. <laughs> First of all, realistic expectations are important. And um, I talk about all this in Fast, Feast, Repeat. So if someone is really serious about it, I want you to get a copy of Fast, Feast, Repeat. And not just so I can sell you a book. but I have it. It's good. I'm really proud of that book. You know, um, it's in Target now. Isn't that exciting? Wow. Have you gone gone into Target and like, there's my book. Have you done that? I did. I was sitting on the floor with trying to take my picture with it all. On the shelf, That's and the girl who works there was like, "Hello." I'm like, "This is my book." So, <laughs> so then she like posted it somewhere with me, and like mm-hmm. filmed me saying something about my book, which was fun. But um, so I would encourage people to get Fast Feast Repeat because I wrote it because I really wanted all the best information to be out there for people so that they could get started with realistic expectations. You know, my first book, Delay Don't Deny, that I wrote in 2016, I'm still really proud of that book. But as time has gone on and we've learned more and I've, I have worked with really hundreds of thousands of people from around the world in my Facebook groups, we've realized there are certain pitfalls, certain caveats, mm-hmm. certain expectations that people need to manage. And there's also a lot of really bad information out there, a lot of really misleading information. You know, if you just go to YouTube and start searching, you're going to get so much confusing information. So what I want people to do is read Fast, Feast, Repeat. Um, The 28-Day Fast Start will help you get started. There's a mindset chapter that I think is so important. You know, the research on, on mindset. You know, it, it's, it's very, very clear. Scientifically, having your mind in the right place leads to success. So if you understand the science of intermittent fasting, which I, I go into in Fast, Feast, Repeat, you don't have to understand the science to get started. But it's important to understand it so that your mind is in the right place of knowing why this is good for your body. If you understand why you're doing it, this is not just, you know, lose weight quick scheme. In fact, you probably aren't going to lose weight quickly. I um, encourage people not to expect weight loss during the first 28 days. That's the time for your body to adjust to the clean fast, to learn how to fast, to tap into your fat stores for fuel, 
and after the first 28 days when you ease in now there's a quiz in there you can figure out you know do you need to take the easy does it approach are you somewhere in the middle or are you a rip off the band-aid kind of person you know, you I want to do it now yep some people do and then maybe your body will tell you wait a minute that was too fast you need to scale back a little bit but you're gonna learn how to listen to your body how to go at just the right speed that that's right for your body get your mind in the right place, understand what's happening behind the scenes in your body, you know, why we're fasting clean, why we stick to plain water, black coffee, plain tea. I'm actually, right now, you can see my I see see that. A Christmas mug. I know it's only November, <laughs> but I've also got my little Christmas tree. I have to show it to you because it's so cute. Okay. Oh, that is cute. Battery part. I love it. It makes me so happy. I'm an early decorator. Okay. So the joy of the of the season i like it to stretch as long as possible but you know i've got my hot water in the mug when you fast clean and you understand why you're doing it and you understand that the fast is not a period of deprivation the fast yeah, is when your body it, it really is you know because early on i didn't have my mind was not in the right place when i first mm -hmm. started you know i was like oh i can't eat i can't have you know whatever i can't until later but once you shift your mindset and you realize this is the period of the day when my body is fueling itself from excess fat or mm -hmm. doing the cellular repair or increasing my human growth hormone, it's keeping my insulin levels low so I don't get all of those issues related to hyperinsulinemia. When you realize that, you learn to appreciate the power of the fasting time of the day every bit as much as you appreciate the eating window. So they're both important. You know, sometimes people say, what's more important, the fast or the feast? Well, they both are important. You want to nourish your food, your, your body with healthy foods during your eating window. Of course, you can still have the, the treats that you love. I, I do. <laughs> you know, when I want to, went out for pizza for my husband's birthday, had pizza, had a cupcake. It was delicious. The next day, I was craving vegetables. Mm. So you, know, you learn to listen to your body and you appreciate every part of your day for what it's doing for you. Well, you know, I love that you really emphasize thinking of when you are fasting, you're thinking about, oh, my body is healing itself. That's a powerful mindset. And really, it's a motivational mindset. Oh, it's really getting rid of toxins. Instead of saying, oh, my God, what time is it? What time am right, I going to be? Right, you know. Would I rather have a cheeseburger or would I rather let my body heal itself? You know, I could have a cheeseburger later. I'm going to delay that cheeseburger if I want to. But right now, I'm embracing the fast and what it's doing for me. So what is clean fasting? What does that mean? Um, we actually came up with that terminology sometime, I think, in 2017 in my I like Facebook that. groups. I like it, too, because... and and. I don't like the flip side of it. You know, some people say, well, if there's something called a clean fast, there must be something called the dirty fast. And I actually reject the idea of a dirty fast. I don't think that there is such a thing. I think you're either fasting clean or you're not really fasting. And so I really go into great detail of it in Fast, Feast, Repeat. But um, to summarize it, there are three fasting goals that we, we want to keep in mind. And so when you're figuring out how to fast clean, you want to say, well, why am I fasting? Well, one, we want to keep our insulin low. We talked about why that's so important. And what makes insulin go up? Well, food, 
So eating would make your insulin go up. So we know that we're not eating during the fast. But also, when we taste things that make our brains think food is coming in, causes an insulin response called the cephalic phase insulin response. You don't even have to take in any calories. Just a zero-calorie sweet taste or a food-like flavor, like let's say you're drinking an herbal tea that's like apple cinnamon herbal tea and it's zero calories. You're like, well, that's the dieter's best friend. Actually, no. Because your brain tastes that apple cinnamon deliciousness and says, ooh, we got apple cinnamon coming in. We need some insulin to manage the blood glucose spike that's coming, except there isn't one. But your brain doesn't know that because it's the taste that has fooled you. So avoid all food-like flavors. That includes anything that is food-like. Don't have, you know, herbal teas (laughs) that taste like food. Don't have lemon. Don't have you know, anything that is food-like, if it's a food flavor, do not add it to your beverages. Um, so avoid anything that would cause your body to think food is coming in. Um, the second goal of fasting is to tap into our fat stores for fuel. So mm-hmm. to do that, you want to avoid taking in anything that's going to have, you know, a source of fuel for your body. Food, obviously. You would not want to put, you know, MCT oil or butter or cream or anything like that into your coffee. There are a lot of videos out there that say, oh, you can fast and still have cream. Well, cream is, is food. It's also a source of energy. So no, you really can't. Um, you want to keep, keep your coffee plain. We don't want to also take in you know, exogenous ketones. I don't know if you've got any friends trying to sell you these miracle ketone drinks. Have you seen right. that? Mm-hmm. Do not do not fall for that. Um, ketones are actually a great source of energy for your body, but your body will make them for free during the clean fast. So if you're drinking ketones that your friend sold you, your body doesn't need to make them because you're drinking them. Sure, you're having ketosis, but it's because you drank it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. instead, you want to let your body make ketones from your stored fat during the fast for free tapping into your fat stores. All right, so fasting goal three is we want to have increased autophagy, which I talked about earlier. Right. And what stops autophagy? Well, protein stops it. So avoid taking in any sources of protein, like bone broth, for example. Okay. Don't drink that. So to have a clean fast, you stick to black coffee, which actually has been shown to increase levels of autophagy as long as it's black, no sweeteners, no flavored coffee, just plain bitter black coffee. Bitter flavors are not associated with an insulin response. Um, plain tea, and I'm talking about actual tea, not all these you know, bazillion things they sell on the tea aisle that are not even made of tea. Stick to plain tea. Plain water, hot water in a mug. We, somebody in the um, Facebook group named it MT. E-M-T-E-A. I got you. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so I'm drinking my MT. It's plain water in a mug, and it's delicious on those cold, cold winter days. And then you can also have sparkling water. Just make sure it's unflavored. It can be yeah. hard to find unflavored because they have like 40 billion types of flavored sparkling water. But, you know, I go down the, um, the beverage section at Costco, and I really feel like that's the obesity epidemic on the shelf right there. Mm. You know, there are, are hundreds of beverages they're trying to sell us that are all flavored and sweetened and, you know, under the illusion of a healthy beverage when really we just want to have something that doesn't taste like food. <laughs> I, 
I have a, a alkaline water machine, so that has not been an issue with me. Right. Let's talk about sweeteners. When I heard okay. you mention stevia, that was something I fought with for a while because a it. lot of people, you know, stevia, that's supposed to be it. So what would you say to people about artificial sweeteners, stevia, those kinds of things? You know, it's really kind of funny because, yes, we know that stevia is, you know, natural and better and healthier. And really, if you have a stevia plant, you're making it, you know, from the stevia plant, it probably is. But a mm -hmm. lot of the stevias we buy are very chemically processed and no better than, than some of those other things that, that we know are not, not good for us. Um, but that's a whole different subject. But it's funny, people tend to think, well, I know, you know, artificial sweeteners are bad, but stevia is okay. It's fine. It's not going to cause your brain to think you're, no, the brain does not understand sweet is sweet to your brain. You know, when you taste the sweet taste on your tongue, whether it's from stevia, NutraSweet, sugar, honey, maple syrup, strawberries, whatever that sweetness is, you taste sweetness, your brain does not understand. Let me analyze. Oh, this is stevia. It's fine. This is mm -hmm. fine. No, your brain just tastes sweetness. And go back, you know, to how we were before all these chemicals came into our lives you know, just humans in general, the only time you tasted something sweet is when you were having honey, fruit, something like that. And so sweetness goes along with these, these actual foods that bring a lot of sugar with them. So your brain tastes this sweetness and knows you're about to have a load of, of sugar come in, glucose from whatever it is you're eating, and that's why your body releases that insulin in response. It's anticipating a blood sugar increase. And what, what does insulin do? Insulin regulates our blood glucose. So we have that increase of insulin, but no sugar comes along because you're eating, you know, maybe it's a zero calorie diet soda. So now you're all, your brain's all messed up. Your, your body's in the state of dysregulation, but your insulin's high. And insulin keeps us from tapping into fat stores. Uh, besides all those other things that hyperinsulinemia is connected to, insulin is a storage hormone. So when you have high levels of insulin, your body is locked in storage mode instead of tapping into your fat stores. And so you're not tapping into your fat. That's why people are so hungry. When wow. So, so let's just say I have stevia. And then does having stevia, does that make me like maybe the next day like, oh, crave something sweet? Well, you can have stevia in your eating window. You know, okay. During your eating window, okay. um, you can have whatever you want because you are releasing insulin when you're eating. So that's the thing. Insulin, we don't want to have chronically high levels of insulin, but we're going to release insulin during our eating window and that's okay so you know if you want to choose stevia there's nothing wrong with stevia um it's do just you, not part use, of a clean fast do you use stevia during your eating window i don't like it anymore which is what is so funny because i was really addicted to stevia you know i had i used that little sweet leaf oh brand, yeah i know about that one well. mm -hmm. the vanilla it was the vanilla creme i think is the name of the one i had and i this is really funny I had a bottle in my purse. I had a bottle in my desk drawer at work. I had a bottle in spare, you know, in my teacher cabinet in case I ran out of the one in my desk drawer. I had a bottle in the pantry. I had a spare bottle. I mean, I had stevia everywhere. And 
I, I was using it all day, every day. And when I stopped after I read the obesity code um, in 2016 and I stopped using Stevia, I had a withdrawal. I withdrew my brain. I mean, it felt like I was going through drug withdrawal. I was shocked. I didn't expect it. And um, I mean, I really, you know, loved it. I loved the way it tasted. But now I do not. I, I cannot use products. I don't like the flavor of it. It tastes really gross to me, okay, which is too. astonishing. I just don't like it. it I'm not anti-stevia for people who like it. In the fast, stevia is a no. During your eating window, if you like it, have it. So let's talk about that eating window. Okay. What can people eat? I know you. How many times have you heard that question, Jen? Like <laughs> at least five thousand times. What can I eat? <laughs> what can people eat? Because I know some people who say, "Man, I'm I can't wait till two o'clock or whatever time it is, and just sort of binge." What would that look like for people? Well, that that word you said at the very end there, binge. We do not recommend that. Obviously, intermittent fasting. Um, is not code for eat as much as you want and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot about this in the feast section of Fast, Feast, Repeat because sometimes people do get confused. You know, with my first book, Delay, Don't Deny, if someone only read the title, Delay, Don't Deny, they would misunderstand the whole point. Even in Delay, Don't Deny, which I wrote in 2016, I talk about the idea that if you overeat, in, even in your eating window, if you overeat, you will not likely lose weight. I mean, you might, you might lose some weight, mm -hmm. but you can actually gain weight if you eat too much. And so food quality does matter. And the thing is, though, you can truly eat whatever you want. And I, I get into this analysis in the, in the book and Fast, Feast, Repeat, but think about the, the emphasis of the words. Eat whatever you want. What I'm not saying is eat whatever you want. <laughs> you know, you see the difference. I see, the, I see it and I feel the difference. <laughs> what you want. You know, I'm not going to tell you to eat keto or eat low fat or to become a vegetarian or to avoid gluten. However, every one of those things I just mentioned is the right way for someone to eat. Absolutely. But I'm not going to tell you what it is because the foods that work for me are not the foods that work for you. And, you know, some people can stick to the standard American diet. And that's what I actually did when I first began. When I started intermittent fasting in 2014, I was very much eating the standard American diet. We did a lot of drive-through, um, a lot of convenience foods, and I still lost weight. But over time, I lost the taste for those foods. My body started to crave high quality foods. I started to want vegetables. It happened naturally. I didn't force it. I didn't make it happen. I'm a very different person in 2020 than I was in 2014. And, and like I said, it happened naturally. You know, now I understand the science behind why, you know, real foods are better for us versus the ultra processed foods that are so prevalent, you know, on all the supermarket shelves, ultra processed foods interfere with our satiety signals. We don't get the, you know, the nutrients that we need. So our bodies continue to send us the urge to eat more food. When you learn to nourish your body and you eat high quality foods, you stop eating when you've had enough and you're, because our bodies are not searching for calories. Our bodies are searching for nutrients. Mm. So, you know, yes, you can eat whatever you want, but that does not mean that 
food quality is not important or that overeating is endorsed. It's not. We, we do not endorse overeating in your eating window. And eventually, you know, at the beginning, you will have a drive to eat more because you're not well-fueled during the fast as your body is adjusting. But once your body adjusts to intermittent fasting, learns how to tap into your stored fat, we experience something called appetite correction. And Dr. Bert Hearing coined that phrase. I believe he wrote his appetite correction book. It was either 2015 or 2016. But the whole point of that is our bodies have natural signals. You know, we're born with them to tell us when to stop eating. Hmm. And once we learn to reconnect with those signals, once we've had enough, we stop. And, and that is what intermittent fasting helps you to do, to reconnect with those signals. Nutritious foods, intermittent fasting. You also have room for some of those foods that you know are not nourishing your body, but they're just delicious. Those are okay too. So you have released 75 pounds, or is it more now, Kim? It's more. It, it, I originally, my goal was originally to lose 75 pounds, and um, I ended up losing about 80. Now, I have not seen a number on the scale since 2017. Hmm. I have not weighed myself on a scale that shows you a number. Um, because you know, I, I weighed myself every day along the way as I was losing the weight, and then for the entire first year of maintenance. I, I weighed myself. I weighed myself every day, and then I calculated my weekly average to see what my overall trend was doing. But I noticed that I started to have diet thinking about that number. Mm. And so throwing that scale away um, was really the best thing that I ever did. Because I, I used my honesty pants to let me know, you know, how my weight's doing. I could tell my honesty pants got a little tight during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have to have a scale number to tell me that I knew it. And so I just, you know, stopped with the cocktails and <laughs> the baking the cookies, you know, I said, all right, that was, that's been fun, but nope. <laughs> well, Jen, I don't believe your pants got a little tight. So are you currently still uh, eating one meal per day? You know, I'm a loose one meal a day. And I think of one meal a day as not one plate a day in a one-hour eating window. Some people have started to define one meal a day narrowly, like 23-1 with the one-hour eating oh, window. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, can, I consider one meal a day like to eat, eating at a fine dining restaurant. You know, when you go to a restaurant and you have your, you know, maybe you have a soup course and then a salad course and then later you have your main course and then later you have um, dessert but it's spread out over a period of time. So that's really the way I approach my one meal a day. Um, I can't eat enough food in an hour for my body. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I can't. So I need, you know, I, I tend to have, depending on the day, um, you know, the other, the other day I think I had a one-hour eating window because I was really, really busy, and then I had my dinner, and then I was full, and then that was it. But then the next day I got hungry earlier. So I opened my window and I had a really substantial snack, you know, about two. And then I had actual dinner later. And then I had a little something else. That night, I think I ended up with a six-hour eating window. So yeah. it varies from day to day. And I listen to my body. I'm not rigid with an overly short window. I just eat when I feel like I need to. And I stop when I'm satisfied. And if one day I eat a little bit less, the next day I'm probably going to eat a little bit more and it, it works out. 
So, you know, all of this is wonderful, but, but Jen, how has your life changed? It's like God gave you this mission and now you're like a celebrity. That's what I'm calling you. You have these fasting groups on Facebook. People know you, you're reaching out to people. What does that feel like? And, and we would just want to give a little inspiration to people who may be, they may not even know they're on the brink of really serving others and while they are really changing themselves what does that look like for you or feel like well I do not feel at all famous (laughs) just living my life sitting on the couch with my cat you know (laughs) I'm just a very normal person and you know I'm I am a teacher at my heart and that is what I'm doing now instead of teaching elementary kids I'm teaching, you know, adults how to love your body, how to take care of yourself, how to learn to trust your body again. You know, every, everything that goes on, your body is trying to keep you alive. It loves you. And, you know, sometimes people are like, my body hates me. I'm like, no, your body loves you. And it is trying to, everything it does, every response is designed to, to keep you alive. But learning how to work with your body is what I'm here to teach people to do. And I genuinely believe that's my calling in life. You know, I'm grateful that I was obese and went through that and struggled for all those years and did all those crazy diets. And because I did them all, you know, I talk about it in delay, don't deny. If there was something crazy, the crazier, the better, you know, (laughs) I can go to the doctor and get these injections that are going to, yeah, sign me up for that. I did that. HCG injections. (sighs) oh I can get a diet pill sign me up for that I got it from the doctor you know and all that is now in my past and I understand the desperation of of weight skyrocketing year after year and you're trying as hard as you can so I want to tell people that are trying as hard as they can and can't lose the weight I've been there when I weighed 210 pounds and I was obese and you know I have a doctorate in gifted education, I'm a smart person, and I could not figure this out. I was trying to follow all the advice I could and getting bigger and bigger. And so I'm grateful for that experience because I understand the struggle. And yeah. intermittent fasting rescued me from that. And so You're a great teacher, by the way. I could just Thank listen you. to you and lean in. You're, you're telling stories, but you're giving information. And uh, while we're just so grateful for the gift of God that's in you, Jen. So Thank tell you. people about your new book or your Facebook um are, are your Facebook groups open? When I heard you say, well, I have this many people, 11,001. I'm like, 11,000. And then I started with one and then I have two. So tell people about how they can contact you. Can they get your book? What kind of services yep. do you offer, et cetera? Well, all, all the services I offer are free services and it's through the Facebook groups. So if you go to jenstevens.com, that's Jen, G-I-N, Stevens with a P-H, I have links to the Facebook groups there so you can find them. Um, actually, we have almost half a million members Wow. Almost half Congratulations. It's, it's astonishing. The largest group, the Delay Don't Deny Intermittent Fasting Support Group, um, we are at right around 315,000 in that group. And um, that's where you, you can begin. Start there. You know, we, we do not have member posts anymore. The group is just too large. We were having yeah. over 1,000 posts a day, and it was too much for us to manage. I, mean, I have volunteer moderators to help run it. So we have an Ask a Moderator thread every day where we'll answer your questions. We'll give you support. 
We have inspirational threads every day mm-hmm. um, that people can find. If people have read Fast, Feast, Repeat, which is what I would like you to start with, um, once you've read Fast, Feast, Repeat, you can join us in the Delay, Don't Deny Advanced Book Support Group. So reading Fast, Feast, Repeat is a requirement, but members do post there. We're smaller. It's, it's I don't know, 35,000 members. I'm not really sure. Something like that. Um, Join us there. I have another group that's actually closed to new members, so I won't talk about that one. It's got about 100,000 members, but that, that one we're, we're not growing. And I also have a new... Um, okay. Something new I'm doing. You know, I, I have two podcasts about intermittent fasting, um, intermittent fasting stories and the intermittent fasting podcast. But starting December 2nd, I have a, a new podcast called Life Lessons, Um, mm -hmm. it's not about intermittent fasting. And I have a co-host, Sherry Bullock. She's an intermittent faster that I I met through the groups. We've become really, really great friends. We go to the beach together and, um, I, I, she lives in Alabama and she's, she and I just really hit it off. And, you know, we're both intermittent fasters, but we're so much more than that. So, um, on the life lessons podcast, we're going to be talking about just really, everything. Our first yeah, episode yeah. is about sleep. Our second episode is about habits, um, you know, New Year's resolutions, games, you know, really, you know how Seinfeld was the show about nothing? Yeah. Well, we are the show about everything. Because <laughs> I used to wonder, why are people tapped into Seinfeld? This is, what is it about? And show about friends, nothing. Yeah, they were just like addicted to We it. loved it too. We loved yeah. it. But, but our podcast is about everything. We have a community on Facebook as well. Um, and we're just over 6,000 members there. We just have been around for just over a month. But the podcast premieres December 2nd. So if you're Congratulations. on Facebook, thank you. Look for Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry and, and join our Facebook community. And some people have said it's their favorite group on Facebook already um, because it's positive and we're there to, you know, life hacks. Tick, trips, I can't speak now, tips, tricks, how to, you know, just really everything inspirational. We're there to lift you up. And, and Sherry and I are both, you know, we're, we're older, we're wives, we're mothers. You know, we're here to share with you and also have our audience share with one another. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. You are Thank exhibit you. A of how God will use what might be considered to be just something so terrible, an obstacle in our lives, something that seemingly is overwhelming and turn that around to be a blessing to the world, but also blessing yourself. I I just, yeah, I, I just love, love you and the work that you're doing. So guys, make sure you go to her website and purchase that book. It is so good and juicy. And this may be the answer, the solution that you've been praying and seeking. Jen, you're always welcome back on the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And uh, I just appreciate you coming on again. Well, thank you for having me. I love being here. Well, everybody, visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded by a loving, giving, supporting spirit. And I want you to think, feel, and say this week, something good is going to happen to me and through me for others. Everybody, have a great week. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.
If you're looking for a fun, safe place to visit, come to Oxford, Mississippi, where we take fun and your health seriously. Around every corner, you'll find world-class dining, a prominent literary and arts scene, and one-of-a-kind shopping. Make Oxford your safe getaway. To learn more about visiting Oxford safely, go to visitoxfordms.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.